Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Bursting the Bubble podcast. My name is Pramit, joined by Andy Ichsan Rohit, and today we got an NBA episode. Uh, we'll be talking about the conference finals. We got four games down in both series, uh, and then we will talk a little bit about some teams that were close that we think have a real good shot of making it to these conference finals next year. Uh, some of the steps they got to take and uh, some moves they have to make if they want to be in the semis. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about the conference finals. We can start over in the East. The Heat and the Celtics, this series is at 3-1. Miami is up. And uh, interesting point about this series, actually. The Heat and the Celtics have scored the exact same number of points uh, throughout the series, even though it's 3-1. The Heat can close, dude. Yep. If, if you give the Heat a game, you know, plus minus five with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, they're winning the game. It doesn't matter how they're going to do it. Uh, Jimmy Butler can do what he needs to do. And now they just have contributions from all over the floor. I mean, anyone who's watched any of these games knows how well built this team is. So, I mean, I'm not surprised at all. I thought it was a really neat stat, though, just showing the amount of talent that the Celtics have and how they're not really getting blown out of the water at all. They're very evenly matched. But when it comes to crunch time, that's just Miami's ace in the hole. Yes. Yeah, I mean, before Tyler Hero just decided to explode yesterday, um, I, I was going to say that like veteran presence, especially in these in these grueling times, has been sh- has shown to be like super important with like Goran Dragic, Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder, um, all all being uh, very veteran presences on the uh, on the Heat, and I, I think the Heat has sort of um, a better version of the Raptors, like next man up kind, of, or not next man up, but like. Uh, anyone can step up on any, any given night. Like I think uh, Jimmy Butler hasn't done that much uh, scoring necessarily this series, but he's been a facilitator, uh, always there on defense. I think like Drogic led the team in scoring one game. Tyler Hero, obviously, with that 37-point uh, game, which is I think is the second most by a rookie since uh, Magic Johnson. So uh, obviously, in some very with uh, in the record books with some very famous names. So. Um, this heat is this heat team is really really good, man. I mean, I think I yeah, would... you hit the nail on the head in that the Heat are just a better version of the Raptors. Like, imagine if you know Siakam was a veteran and had was able to get a bucket when you needed it to. So that's yeah. a team that up and down. You know, you have kind of Dragic, Lowry, and you got like depth with Anubi and Bam and stuff like that. I'm just tossing wait, comparisons. Wait. You said Dragic? Oh, oh, you're comparing them? Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm kind of comparing them. They have the pieces, but like it's just. The Raptors are lacking in the last five minutes because when the you know the game slows down, they need a bucket, and obviously that was Kawhi last year with his unstoppable uh, line drive mid range. But now they just they, that's why they weren't able to get into the, these finals. The Celtics were able to take their their guy Tatum in the last five minutes, but I, I guess that's not been working for them in this series. I mean, the confidence between uh, among the Heat players is just insane. I mean, Tyler here is taking like fully contested deep threes like in the last minutes of you know a conference finals like no pressure whatsoever you know Duncan Robinson's taking contested threes I just don't know how these guys get the confidence to do what they're doing like I feel like we kind of we kind of talked about this earlier maybe it's just like like ignorance um that like they they don't know the magnitude of the moment I think uh, maybe Roa said this a couple yeah. podcasts ago but like yeah, they, they don't know how big of a stage this is. I mean, Tyler Hero has been playing for 
uh, under the national spotlight in, in Kentucky for a while now. So uh, maybe he's used to this, but like I wasn't expecting like Duncan Robinson. Um, but I, I honestly, read I, like, on the topic of Duncan Robinson real quick. I read a uh, in depth piece on how the Heat developed him, and basically they dumped him in their G League, and the, every time he didn't shoot. Like in in practice, when he got the ball, like he pump faked or he tried to pass, they literally made like the the, the scrimmage would continue, then made him do push ups. So they made him do like conditioning on the floor. So like they they straight <laughs> conditioned him for the entire year. Every time he touches the ball to shoot, because they know it's a good shot. Um, yeah. Certain players, it, I mean, you don't want Russell Westbrook shooting that shit. But like certain players, anytime they put it up, it's always a good shot. So that's what you want. So props to the Heat and their conditioning and their philosophy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely working. Yeah, I mean, your point about Tyler Hero not knowing, like, the moment is so big, I don't think so. I mean, you said it yourself, right? He played in such huge games. Like, sure, it's not that big in college and, and high school, but, I mean, those are still big moments when you're in that position. Yeah. Um, he's certainly, like, he certainly understands, like, you know, this is a big moment, but I just think he he's confident in his shot and, like, he's just a killer, dude. That's crazy. Um, I think something that we haven't really talked about too much or I think Ishis is a big proponent of the bubble really impacting the way these games are played and who's actually winning. Uh, I think this might be an instance of that. Um, maybe the fact that there's not so much crowd noise, uh, not like a booming like drum in the back for the like defense or whatever. I mean, that's I still that, there. <laughs> I mean, okay, well, yeah, that's kind but of... But it's there. not booming. <laughs> it's not booming. That's like a, that's a barely there drum. Uh, but that atmosphere isn't there. So I think that has to factor in a little bit when these guys are taking such clutch shots. Doesn't feel like a huge moment. No, um, it wasn't. It wasn't only like that, but like even when they brought the ball up, sometimes Jimmy would just give it up to Hero and then move move away to the side, and Hero would start like running the offense. And I was like, "What is going on?" Dude? Yeah, like, he's good enough to do it. You know? I mean, Butler's strength has never been, you know, like that, like to 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 run an offense and make the right decision always. Right. He he knows where he is. He no, knows but his you got to yeah. But you got to give props to the organization for putting the ball in the rookie's hands, you know, and him delivering on it. That's Yeah, that's so cool. You would rarely see that. Yeah. Uh, another interesting note here, uh, the Celtics' top five starters, um, they have all been drafted in the top ten. And meanwhile, the Heat have nobody. Silver spoon. Silver spoon. So this is the point right there of talent versus team building. It's, but it's uh, not like the Celtics are a cobbled together I, team. This team exactly. has been well built. They got a great coach. They have great. They have like I think every team in the league is jealous of their wing tandem and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I mean to have like six eight forwards who can all handle, play defense, shoot, create. They're all they're they they they're a whole package, and they have two of them. I mean everyone's just looking for one of them, and they have two of them, and they they've got a a spark plug, a glorified spark plug in Kemba Walker. I think. And like what another really good wing in Gordon Hayward? Like this is a fantastically built team. I'm just curious. I mean this this team has been to the conference finals three of the last four years. I mean, granted, they ran into LeBron, LeBron, three of those, uh, two of those years, and they ran into Giannis last year. But like, assuming this series goes to its logical conclusion, knock on wood. uh, What do the Celtics do? I mean. Uh, are they just? I mean, Tatum's like a superstar now. He's gonna be giving you twenty five plus in the playoffs. But like, what can they do to you know get to the finals if they can't beat the Heat? Yeah. So so a trend I've kind of noticed, uh, mainly in this series because they weren't really, or I guess they were contested in the Raptors series. But 
um, it, it's especially prominent in these Heat Celtics series that they do get very they do get early leads. I think they like in game one, game two, they had uh, healthy leads going into the fourth quarter, and they just started give like giving it up. Um, maybe that's the product of Heat being super clutch, but whenever you do give up a lead, I always think there's two sides or like um, you you can blame the the team that's currently leading as well as credit the team that is uh, that is coming back. So I, I think they need to find a way to perform in the clutch um, more, much more so than what they're doing, whether that be Brad Stevens. That's just like, so I, unquantifiable though. You know what I mean? Like, like do better, <laughs> win more games in the clutch. Like, come on. What does that mean? Yeah, no, no. Uh, what I'm saying is I don't think they need any drastic change for sure because okay. they have all the tools. Um, they have everything to get to the conference finals, obviously. But um, actually, it's tough to like say what to, what exactly to do to close out games. Um, maybe another veteran presence, but the thing I yeah, the thing I see uh, with the Celtics is that I don't think they have like a clear cut leader of that team. Whereas, like you see with the Lakers and the Nuggets and even the Heat, like they have those leaders that they kind of you know look towards when the game is like Marcus Smart, coming. dude. <laughs> it's Marcus <laughs> Smart. Marcus, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, do you really want Marcus Smart to be your leader? In yes. That <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. know. I just feel I like I see Ishii's point there. Like, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't feel like on par? It, with it's because everyone all, everyone on that team is just so good. They're all like yeah, you know, yeah. 80, 80 to ninety out of hundred. If we're if we're to rank those players, if you know what I mean. NBA ratings, they're all 80 to 90. They're all so good. My biggest worry with this Celtics team is I don't see the next step that they can take. I don't see another gear. They don't have a young player to take a second year jump or something like that. They don't, I see this team as, you know, this is who they are and this is who they're going to be for the next five years, all these players. It's a little pessimistic, but, you know, Kemba Walker is a known quantity. Jason Tatum might have another level to go to, but, you know, I think he does, yeah. Really? But it's gonna tail uh, off, be- right? Like, like the growth that he's experiencing. He's obviously, he's obviously already a superstar. That was my point. This team is a bunch of known quantities, so I don't see a next step for them. I think the thing that will probably come with the experience is one player usually like sets himself apart as the leader in this team, and I think it will probably be Jason Tatum, considering yeah. he is their best player. Like we saw with the Heat, the first year that they were together, you know, there was no clear cut leader. They were all just playing good basketball, and they ended. Up and then all of a sudden, the next year, like LeBron established himself as that leader of that team, you know, doing things on both sides of, of the um, court. So I think that's something that's, you know, that will come with time. Because, like, you know, like when Heat, when Heat comes storming back, like, who do they look towards? Like, who do they look for, you know, guidance? Like, I think they all look at Brad Stevens, which sometimes it works. You see that, Wait, but. The, the Heat look at Brad Stevens? No, no, the Celtics look at best. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, sorry. Whereas, like, for example, the Lakers look at LeBron, right? Like, so I think eventually someone will fill that role, but for now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, we still have to realize, like, this young, or th- these main two wing players that uh, Rojo just mentioned, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is 22. Um, I think everyone should know that but by, uh, by every announcer saying that. Uh, and Jalen Brown is only 23. Like, there's still room to grow. Like, uh, it's been shown, or it's been, like, pretty uh like pretty well or like 
but they're so good already they already have a jump shot they already have all these tools yeah the tools can get better but it's not like Giannis or bam where they can i can unlock an entirely new aspect of my game by adding a jump shot they're they're so good but they they're already a five right. tool player so what do they add right but i think it's just like incremental improvements on what they already have and like over like the course of three or four years they'll become a more um, like an even more well-polished player. Like, I, I agree. Like, they have all the tools you need in this modern NBA to succeed. But in order to be at that championship level, they just need to hone their individual skills, like be a little bit, just a little bit better at the post fadeaway, get a little bit better at breaking down the defense. And I think that goes a long way towards um, playoff success, especially like uh, five minutes left in the game type of success. So I, I think honing those skills is more important than um, rather acquiring new pieces or worrying about um, leadership. And, and also on, on the point of leadership, I think Jason Tatum can step up to the point where like he is the unquestioned leader, kind of what you just was just saying, because yeah, like they have, they have no one on the court that will, ha they have no on, on court coach. If you guys know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think Jason Tatum is smart enough to um, step into that role. And I expect, I fully expect him to be that, type of leader given two or three more years yeah it's a young young core so there's always more experience to be had and that is always hella handy in the playoffs so and also this this entire conversation could be different if, if the Celtics do come back which yeah it, like it, it's this is not entirely possible given this bubble situation yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's happening <laughs> but <laughs> yeah me you know, neither you never know you never know all right let's move on to the west uh, Nuggets and Lakers. Nuggets are down three one. Excellent. The Lakers are not up three one. The Nuggets are down three one. So it is officially um, over. It's and officially it's over. over. Sorry, LeBron. Sure. Write it off. <laughs> it's officially. Write over. it off. Uh, honestly, I feel like this. I mean, a a Anthony Davis has been playing so well this entire postseason, and uh, that has not changed at all here. Uh, I think the. Obviously, he had that game winner in game two at the buzzer. But, like, I feel like the Nuggets have to be, like, they're hanging in there really well. Even in the games that they lose, I feel like the series could have been 3-1 in their favor. I think they could have won game two and four. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's it's actually, like, this is way closer than I thought it would have been, personally. Yeah, the Nuggets are clearly a very, very good team. Again, Jamal Murray, what, 23? Jokic twenty five. Yeah, that that absolute. I didn't even know that he was. Oh, Jamal Murray's twenty three. Wow, dude, that blew my mind. I don't know why that hit me harder than like when you see Jalen Brown's twenty three and Tatum's I mean, twenty two. Because they, they've like, been they've been yanking him off. Doris Burke has been yanking Jason Tatum off for like the last three years. But like, yeah. I mean, Jamal Murray kind of came out of nowhere. Obviously, with these, he kind of this is, in my opinion, the biggest candidate for post-bubble regression, just because he's shooting, what, 48% from three right now through these playoffs? That's ridiculous, yeah, man. Yeah. He's playing he, his career time. average is, what, 37, 38, which is, again, good, but nothing nothing yeah. crazy. So, uh, yeah, I think they should be happy that they're in the bubble. But um, I just think that, especially in their game, what, game three win? Yeah. Yeah, game three win. They just looked way in way better shape than the than the lakers anthony davis was coming up down up the up the floor uh hands on his hips hips and like just looking gassed and jamal murray and even big Jokic 
Big Honey was was out there, you know, running <laughs> up and honey. down the floor. And I don't know, call me crazy. You think it's the mile high altitude? Uh-huh. <laughs> now they're now, now they're at sea level and you got they got that altitude training. Altitude training, dude. You know, and again, that's kind of like what this. The, I heard reports coming out of the Clippers after they lost their series, saying the Clippers were super tired and out of shape. But like, maybe the Nuggets are just really, really, really in shape. You know? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, the, sorry. So, go so, ahead, Andy. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I was just gonna t- say, like the Clippers series, I don't really buy that excuse because like if anything the nuggets should have been the ones um the ones that are tired like they just came off a grueling seven game series with utah the the clippers were well rested there's a um, difference between well rested and like you know out of shape maybe they, they, they they've never been in the groove the nuggets are coming off a game they're in game shape like i haven't played high school soccer in two years I'm very well rested but if you put me in a <laughs> soccer game right I'm now i'm gonna get destroyed Right, but like uh, on the contrary, I've been more tired, but I've been in game shape. Obviously, it's a large, uh, large extrapolation, but I do buy that uh, the Clippers just weren't in game shape; they weren't ready. That's my, that's my thought. Yeah, I think the Nuggets' like um, supporting cast was is doing a lot better in the series than the Lakers has been. So I think like Grant and even Paul Millsap, they've been playing really well. That like there isn't too much pressure on Jamal and Jokic throughout the game. Whereas with the Lakers, it's kind of mostly like ADs just grinding. LeBron's, you know, trying to do everything. Like LeBron's playing defense on Jamal now. Like, it's too much. I mean, um, the, th- the best part about LeBron is that he can do that. He can take on anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, um, I have so much yeah. respect for LeBron. Yeah, I think the X Factor in this series is actually um, Rondo. I mean, yeah, Rondo? Really, really well he today. stole the ball like four times in a row, like last game. It was yeah, really yeah, I, I he thought... played well today, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thought like the Lakers were gonna come back after um, the Nuggets just gave up the ball four consecutive times and they just like defeated. Uh, but like, yeah, even in the Rocket series, I feel like Rondo was a huge X factor. I think he was like plus twenty six or something one game, and it was they won by two points. So that's just the veteran presence for sure. As if um, this team needs more veteran presence. <laughs> this team is exclusively veteran presence, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and like the big thing too is that like when LeBron comes off, then you can put Rondo in, and he can also play the point god up like role and like care like uh, run this offense so that makes it easier for lebron as well you know yeah i feel like lebron and ad i don't know about this game in particular but um anthony davis and lebron have been playing like pretty limited minutes like they haven't had to play in the 40s uh throughout these games um just cuz i think the they can rely on rondo uh even honestly even dwight howard has been okay um, no, Dwight Howard was game. huge for this series. Yeah, right. yeah, and this this uh, in game four he had twelve points and eleven rebounds. Um, so I mean, he they've both been playing well, and I think it's allowing like the actual stars to not have to play huge minutes. Right. Yeah. Because like Jokic, kind of like his weakness probably isn't is like you know maybe rebounding and like being a big presence in the paint. So I think Dwight kind of you know he kind of like his legs a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's like. Basically, basically, like if Jokic has to fight with Dwight for that stuff, what is he gonna do once AD comes into the game, right? And then so, Dwight's yeah. just gonna foul him five times, eat those fouls, <laughs> talk his shit, and then go off the court. You know, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, it's three one, crazy. It's happened. Twice I can't before. wait for the Nuggets to win game. I need five. this to happen. I can't dude. wait. I need it. 
This is what we need. This is what we've been owed, honestly. Like yeah. 2020, they've taken a lot from us. But <laughs> we, if, we need we need heat and nuggets in the finals. If we can get the nuggets, oh my to, god, I might I might combust. I might. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Spontaneously combust. Emphasis on the last four words of the letters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, let's let's, let's move on to our predictions of some teams that can make that step get back or either get back or get to the conference finals. Um, we got others, two names. if you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got two two guy two teams that I think are not really much to talk about. The Clippers and the Bucks. Uh, they were favorites to make it this far this season. Uh, and I don't really see much that needs to change for them to make it to this point again. Um, they're already like in a great position, so that's not as interesting to talk about. Uh, but one team that we could start with is the Houston Rockets. Um, they're coaches. They yeah, no, no, no coach, but they've been a team that comes close every year. Um, they need to find a coach. And uh, according to Andy, I'm sure they need to trade Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I disagree. Uh, why? Russell, Westbrook's, <laughs> Russell, Westbrook's, why? Russell Westbrook's trade value is just so low. What the hell are they going to get from him for him? Okay, I, I get that part, but like I, I've said this time and time again, and I know Provost knows this now. Like Russell Westbrook, his play style is not good for the playoff playoff series. It, it's not going to go far. Like, do you know? Uh, especially with Antonio, I actually thought he made them worse, considering the system that they were running with the. No, North no, I, I, I thought I, no, I thought Russ, uh, that system for Russell Westbrook was actually better. But yeah, the thing is, space. Russell Westbrook, yeah, exactly. More space, more space to, or like, um, more area to attack the rim, make plays. Like, that's what he's good at. But he's just a poor decision maker. Um, time and time again, he's just left open at the three-point line by the Lakers. And, you know, like, he might think, uh, I, I would think, I would imagine he would think, like, you know, why are they leaving me wide open? Do they want me to shoot the shot? Oh, maybe they want me to shoot the shot. Maybe I shouldn't take the shot. Right? Why not just drive towards the rim? Like it's not that like alpha this, mentality, dude. Exactly. <laughs> like this dude, this guy, like every time he scores and the player does his little baby celebration, like make <laughs> like do do that every single play. Why not? Like that's your strength. I, I, I don't understand what he's doing, man. I mean, I touched on this earlier. Uh I just don't know what you can do with James Harden, as transcendent of a talent he is as he is. That's true. Like you can't do anything. You can't put another ball dominant person. You can't. You gotta find just a whole bunch of Clay Thompsons, I guess. If you surround James Harden with five, four Clay Thompsons, every team would love a whole. Every bunch of team Thompson. was. You know, that's what I was actually thinking about. Like every team would want a Clay Thompson. Yeah. Clay yeah, Thompson exactly. is just so good, man. I for yeah. completely like looking at all these teams. Imagine if like Duncan Robinson could also guard Jason Tatum. That's yeah, cool. my god, that series would be over, bro. He's so good, dude. Clay Thompson, like as much as you know Curry and Draymond, like Clay Thompson is just as much of that big three. But like anyway, back to the Rockets. Uh, I did see an interesting quote from uh, ex Warriors coach and two time MVP Steve Nash, saying that the Rockets Steve almost, Nash Steve Nash he was a Warriors coach. In, in really? The, yeah. No, yeah, assistant, player, assistant. De- player development. Oh, player he, development. he was like an assistant coach and stuff. Yeah, that's like saying Wes Welker's a Niners coach, dude. He's a coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway, I didn't mean for any misunderstanding. Um, <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so Steve Nash said that uh, the Rockets taking the Warriors to the brink in the two KD years is almost as impressive as winning the title 
in themselves. Like, <laughs> because the, the, the KD Warriors were just so much better than everyone else, and these guys actually were up on them and had a home game seven. Like, that is just so impressive. It's just sad that that team just kept running into such a dynasty. And, like, I, I, I don't know. It seems over for Harden. That was his shot, and I, I think it's he missed 27 in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He, he oh, didn't no. miss 27 in a row. Yeah, team. I know. I know like, it, was just, it was just there. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if they, like, put up banners, like, almost beat the Warriors 26-27? The, <laughs> the best part about that is that the next year they went and they complained to the refs, and they were like, uh, the refs took away 22 points from us over the course of the series, and had they not done that, we would have been oh, the yeah, truth. Yeah. Yeah, so That's so funny. A little man. throwback for you guys, but yeah, I don't know what the Rockets can do. I think what? they are a regular season god, just because Harden can drop 60 at all times, but in the playoffs, they ain't got shit. It sounds to me like they need CP3 back. No, they do not. <laughs> no. <laughs> do you think they should uh, like just uh, completely like scratch the isolation ball that they usually run yes but that, i mean that's right it's gonna happen because d'antoni's not here whoever they get is gonna install something better maybe force harden to move off ball i don't think that'll happen dude no that's the I thing think, i, think, I like, think whoever comes in is gonna see harden is your best player and they're gonna let the offense run through harden and it's gonna be back to square one i mean i know but I, like I think it's gonna be i i think it's gonna be a little bit less extreme than you saw at the end of the season I still think as much as I hate James Harden, he is a like yeah, transcendent offensive talent. Um, but the one thing he I think is lacking from his game is involving himself like off ball. That that's the thing. Like time and time again, whenever he gets double teamed, he just gives up the ball and just stands at half court waiting for the four on three to happen when you have like PJ Tucker trying to create plays. Like that's not that's not gonna work. Um so like I still think Harden can win a championship. It's just he's gonna na- he's gonna need to uh, change up his play style a little bit. Like I-, I think I still think the ISOs are perfectly fine, but he just needs to get involved, be more of a threat when the ball is not in his hands. I, I think that's I just don't change. see his body type and his strengths because he's not an athlete. He's not like a world class athlete. He doesn't have the condition of Curry. His strength is that he's six five and he's built like a tank. So he's got nice footwork. He's got nice footwork, right? So that, like, I understand he should involve himself, but he can't just be running around screens like Curry does. He doesn't. He's not built for that. So, as a basketball, I don't know, player, what what other ways can he affect the game off ball? Yeah, Curry does. I mean, in his defense, um, like a lot of the things that this any team does, it mostly goes through coaching. Like every like decision that they make usually was like. No, no, I'm actually, coach. I'm actually genuinely so, asking Andy, like, what, what other ways can you involve yourself off ball? I do not know. Yeah, like, I don't think his type is that built that way. Yeah, um, I, I don't have much. I, shit. I yeah, I, I don't really have much. <laughs> well, that's a wrap for the Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> Blow it all up. Blow, Blow it all up. up. Honestly, Blow I mean, to- I think, like, obviously with Harden, it hasn't worked so far. I mean, the, okay. So the problem is that they've tailored this team through. Mike D'Antoni's image and he's gone now so they're stuck with no center you know and a bunch of guards and PJ Tucker um, so whoever comes in is going to have to work with that <laughs> what the so hell is PJ Tucker man that's the issue is um, but I mean like James Harden is a great scorer um, they have been players that are 
just do that, like the Kobe's, the MJ's, the you know those they're players not that just, just score. great scorers. Are you kidding me? What do you they're mean? They're way better than him on the defensive end. Who Kobe? Kobe and MJ. <laughs> okay, yes, but on offense, I did, first of all, like, I okay, like a three times defensive player of the year. But that's besides the point. No, but like on offense, what like how does Kobe run his system? Yeah, okay, I yeah, think yeah. he's just the same. He's just built different, man. On Kobe. Sorry, okay, but wanted... <laughs> go go. Ahead, I think he's just yeah. I think Isis is pointing out like these like their game wasn't based on like that off ball movement, and they were still viable. Like what I think they need, honestly, dude, they might need Chris Paul, <laughs> but like they do not. We've clearly they need. I think they. Need, I need, need Chris Paul. No, okay, I think they need someone else to hold the ball. Like they have Russell Westbrook, so that could be a solution. They but they like don't when, need someone to hold the ball. They they have a ball holder, a professional ball holder, <laughs> in James Harden. They yes, they but, need. They need like a playmaking big because when they trap, they trap James Harden or something, and they need someone to run I, a four on three. I, I think any team would be happy with a playmaking big, but that's just me. They would yeah. benefit the most. The Rockets would from it. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah they should have kept Capella. <laughs> like, Capella wasn't a playmaking like, big though. He was a rim runner. Interesting. Do they have any cap space? No, they're they're screwed. Uh, they're paying sick. Harden and Westbrook, dude. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, they're paying both of them like forty-four million a year. Some crazy number. So. Yeah. Uh, let's move on yeah. from the Rockets. This is depressing let's, me. Yeah. yeah. Let's go on to yeah. a <laughs> depressing. Let's talk about the Sixers then. Mm. Uh, they have Joel Embiid. They have Ben Simmons. They have uh, I don't know. Tobias Al Horford. They have Tobias Harris and Josh uh, Richardson. And of course, they, they have good players. Oh yes, everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite. Yeah, he actually uploaded a um, off-season vlog. Oh. You guys should check it out. He's gonna start vlogging full time now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you like? We see that the the Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid experience. Uh, not fantastic. Not fantastic. And they somehow no. doubled down by adding larger people that can't shoot in Al Horford and Tobias yeah. Harris instead yeah. of smaller people that can shoot like Kemba Walker. <laughs> Like, you have the choice between Al Horford and Kemba Walker. And, I mean, like, I know it's not this simple, but, like, come on. That's clearly the wrong choice, what they made. So, so, Ben Simmons wasn't here for the playoffs, and we all thought Embiid would take over. And I think, to his credit, he didn't play badly. I don't think he, he did. He, did. He, he destroyed the Celtics inside. Yeah. But the problem is that the, the, the Celtics couldn't no one else Embiid, did anything. and the Sixers couldn't yeah. guard Celtics. And there's, there's four of the Celtics and only one of Embiid. And there's only so much he can do. He did his job. Um, but yeah, he, him and MB, uh, him and Ben Simmons, they cannot coexist. And the sooner, and him and Horford absolutely cannot coexist. The sooner the uh, front office realizes that, the sooner they make a smart trade to move along. Move along from Embiid? No, I think they should keep Embiid because I think Embiid is their best player. Um, I want to see Ben Simmons off of that team. Because I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's being severely underutilized. I just remember, like, I think last year in the playoffs, they were playing the Nets, maybe. And Joel Embiid was out. And Ben Simmons just dropped, like, two 30-point triple doubles back-to-back. And then so Joel that, Embiid came back. And then da-da-da-da-da. So, yeah, so if so, that's the case, then why would they trade Simmons? Why not just trade Embiid? Because clearly Simmons can perform without Embiid. But Embiid can't really lead the team to victory without saying Okay, you have to also know that that was the Nets, not the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Sure. Um, honestly, to me, it feels like this team was just, like, assembled, like, on paper. Like, they're just like, 
oh yeah, this guy's good. Oh yeah, for sure. Like a like a Clippers type situation. Yeah, but a little bit a little bit worse than the Clippers. A little worse. I think I think we do have to understand that the process worked. It's not like the the fault of you know Sam Hinkie or the process idea itself that the Sixers decided to spend their cap space on Al Horford. You know, like yeah, yeah. The idea was very sound and it worked. They got their players. Imagine if you know. They got Tatum at number one instead of Markel Fultz. Oh, <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I what the hell, man? Like, and or imagine if Markel Fultz didn't. Whatever yeah, happened to Markel injury. Fultz, yeah. right? Like, they were so close to being a powerhouse. Uh, and now, obviously, they're they're that 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 is done. So they got to cut their ties. They got to move on. Uh, to your point, Prometh, I think it's because Joel Embiid is a better player than Ben Simmons. I I think so. Uh... Okay, so I, I'm thinking in terms of potential here, I, I think the way, obviously, the league is trending... Towards Ben Simmons. Yeah, towards Ben Simmons. Like, I, I think it's a, be- a better idea to keep him. And yeah, not Joel. Think, yeah, in the long run, I think it would be better to keep Ben Simmons. And I think trading Embiid right now would be trading him at his high. Because so he so is considered... Yeah, he's, he's considered one of like the best players in the league. And I think the haul that they would get for him would be unbelievable. And he could definitely like change his team. Yeah, I think I think if Ben Simmons, uh, the age point is also good. I think just having having someone that you know you can keep for the future, and someone whose game isn't as reliant on his uh, his physicality and like his physical ability. I think is, no, Ben Simmons is actually quite reliant on his physical ability. His I mean, speed, his, his speed and all, but but he's a great point guard too. He's he's got vision, yeah, but like yeah. he's he's a six ten guy that moves like a guard, and you need to be that, able to okay, move that, like that, a guard. Okay, that's fair, but I think Embiid is entirely reliant on how big and strong he is, and that's right? not going anywhere, right? He's going to be big for the rest of his life. Well, he's going to be big, but like I, I mean, his it's not like Ben Simmons is some injury free god. He's had he's had like two season ending yeah. injuries, I think, in his career. I mean, they he's both had back. injury problems. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah. I'm also thinking from the perspective of the front office. Joel mm-hmm. Embiid is clearly the face of this team. He clearly, you know, vibes with the city. Uh, he boos them back, essentially, <laughs> which is really cool for the for Philadelphia. So I don't think, I, 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 I think it's unfathomable. Infathomable? Yeah, like it would never, honestly, like to be honest, they would never do this. Like no one was, no one ever like trades their best player. Like yeah, if they're in that's, that's my point. That's my point. Joel Embiid is better than Ben Simmons, so okay. you can't trade your best player. So you, you have to trade, trade Ben Simmons. Trade Ben Simmons to the Warriors for Draymond Green and the <laughs> number two overall pick. Everyone is happy. Okay, I think we're talking, hypoth- we're, I mean, we're talking about hypotheticals. I mean, we're talking about hypotheticals right now. So I mean, we can like look at what you can get for Embiid. I think like just to see. Okay. Um, honestly, I think like there's a lot of talent on the Brooklyn Nets right now that they could get. For and like look like Levert and uh Spencer Dinwiddie, and, uh, Dinwiddie, I forgot his name. I love Spencer um, Tyler Johnson. I just, I just don't like, think yeah. that team, dude. The Nets do not have space, nor do they need Embiid with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. They already have their center of the future in DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> yes, the future, <laughs> the future. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's talk about the Nets then, because we got uh we just mentioned Katie Kyrie. They brought in Steve Nash as their head coach, which is super cool. Um, do you think that this team, we saw that Kyrie wasn't really able to lead the Celtics to a finals. Uh, do you think that he's going to need to do that with the Nets here? I'm hoping that Steve Nash can just t- sit down and talk to Kyrie and just 
through Tell osmosis. Tell him that the earth is round. Talk some sense into Through it. osmosis, <laughs> just get some sense into Kyrie's head and just say, yo, fucking, you're, you're an awesome player when you just play basketball. You know, no need for all the locker room drama. Everywhere he goes, there's locker room drama. And that's not what you need, especially with Kevin Durant. But hopefully, you know, putting two friends together, that's always, that's I think, very under under appreciated. underappreciated in this league. When you have someone as sensitive as Kyrie and KD, this is not a slight. They're just, <laughs> it's not a slight at all. They're just, they're human beings. Uh, yeah. KD cares a lot about what the media thinks. Kyrie cares a lot about what the media thinks. Okay, that was a very heavy alliteration. But um, <laughs> I think if you have KD at 90% capabilities, everything else can just be swept under the rug. Kyrie has shown his ability to, to coexist with a top 10 player with LeBron. That was actually one of the... A top one player, actually. Top one one player with LeBron. So it's not like he is going to demand. KD has shown the ability to exist off-ball and not necessarily demand the ball all the time to score in the Warriors. And Steve Nash is probably going to come in, introduce a pretty wet offense. So I really like the Nets team if KD can come back to like 80-90% of what he was before, which I think is possible. I don't think this team needs like one leader. Hmm. if that makes sense okay yeah that was that was the question so personally yeah there. personally i think this team is not gonna do that well i mean not gonna do that well yeah you think um, this is another clippers situation it's not Clipper, like i think clippers is fine because like Kawhi is you know a guy that can you know carry his team in the playoffs you know but i don't know about Kyrie and kevin durant being able to do that Especially if they start losing games, You're, like you, you don't, you don't think Kevin Durant can carry a team in the playoffs? Did you see what he did with the 2017 Warriors? 2017, maybe 2018. Uh, team that had somebody, this team that had Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. He, he, he had to drop 50 in a playoff game. I, I don't know That's what you're not, talking about, man. Yeah, okay, he's just even okay. Pause. Even before that, he was carrying the Thunder. Like he was clearly yeah. their best player. Kate, I think there's no question for sane people minus Ishis. Like KD can carry a team to the playoffs, but the idea is that you don't. Want no, it's not the carrying. It's it's not carrying. Like obviously he's talented. He's one of top. He could be top two in the league, but it's just that if the system isn't working, I don't know if he can just do everything on his own. I think like, KD's the perfect player that is system proof. Pass the ball to KD at the elbow, and he'll get a mid range jumper for you. His mid range jumper is better than Kawhi's, which is ridiculous. Okay. Do you think okay? What system do you think is being run in Brooklyn, Brooklyn right now? I think no one on earth knows that other than Steve Nash. He's the head coach. He's bringing that in, right? But like, how can I know the answer? To question? No, but like, I just don't think Kyrie and Kevin work together. Like, they look like score. They're scorers. They're both scorers, but Kyrie. I don't think. Facilitate? When? When is he ever facilitated? His point guard. Okay, his position is point guard, but when is he ever facilitated? I, I feel he's, like he did plenty of facilitating. Um... When he was on the Celtics, no, yeah, but, and he, yeah, 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 the Celtics were the bad On the Cavs, LeBron was their like guy. Like, he ran the offense. Okay, yeah, so, so everywhere so Kyrie's he, gone uh, after the Cavs has been. Oh, actually, it's bad. only the Celtics, but it's been yeah, bad. Yeah, it's, it's been bad. So yeah, I think so. Ishis, you're saying that like when he was on the Cavs, it was LeBron's uh, role to facilitate, and then when he went to the Celtics as the facilitator, the team didn't succeed. Right, I think, and like I think the that you've brought this up too, like the locker room situation, and I don't know, like because I've talked about this, like you can have like a good locker room situation, but when a team starts losing games, which 
they may lose games at some point. I then mean, I think okay, know, okay. Let's just, just put Ishis on record saying that the Nets will not go eighty-two and zero. I want to write this down. <laughs> but like, if that does happen, like it'll be a tough situation to control, especially with the characters I, they have. I think that's where having friends makes a difference because Kyrie and on the Celtics. He feels like he's coming in and he has to babysit 22-year-old Jalen Brown, 21-year-old Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart doing his Marcus Smart shit. But, like, like this is getting slightly off topic, but, like, it's, like, the difference between a random roommate in college and then rooming with, like, one of your friends in college. Like, if the room is dirty, you can tell your friend, yo, pick that shit up. But if it's a random person, you got to, like, tread lightly. You know what I mean? When you have Kyrie and KD and one of them is not stepping up, they can just be like, yo, Kyrie. No, dude, I don't think college Get me a bucket right here. And then he's like, oh, it's, my bad. Dude, I don't think it's the same thing. I think a better comparison is like um, starting a company with a random person or starting a company with your friend. Because like, like you, like Kevin Durant it's doesn't about, know everything about Kyrie. people. It's about holding people accountable. What do you mean he doesn't know anything about them? They're everything, friends. everything, right? Like, oh, yeah, your friend, sure. but like, but like, you know, if they start like, like when people's emotions boil over, like stuff happens, and like, it might affect the other players on the team, especially like the role players. That's that, why they're know, also friends, a la DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> oh my friends, <laughs> dude, not DeAndre. <laughs> But like, yeah. Um, I see your point. I see your point. Actually, that's a pretty interesting way of looking at yeah. it. They're they're running business a company. Versus, yeah, business, business versus yeah. a room. Um, business. Right. So we'll see if the Nets are a business or if they're a, a dorm room. And also, like you brought up, <laughs> who's the leader of this team? Like, that's also a question that might create tension, right? Like, like okay, if I were to compare this team to the Warriors, dude, the Warriors literally run like a well-oiled machine. Like everyone does their part. Everyone, you know, plays for each other and. Steve Curry, you know, puts everyone up. He builds the confidence, right? And obviously, we haven't seen anything for the Nets yet, so this is all hypotheticals. We might be—I might be completely wrong about this, but I don't know. If I don't haven't seen it from Kyrie and Kevin Durant yet, then you know, I'll have yep. to see. All right, uh, let's move on to everybody's favorite, the home team, Golden State Warriors. Uh, they're going to be back. Steph is going to be back. Clay is going to be back. Draymond never left. Triple um, single, Draymond. Triple single, baby. <laughs> uh, they were the powerhouses for so long. They are no longer the powerhouse, but you can never count out Steph and Clay. He's only thirty-one, and he didn't have any severe injury. I think Clay had the most severe injury in ACL. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, ACL doesn't mean as much in basketball as it does in, in football. And just his play style, right? He's not like you know a slasher, or an ex- excellent driver. He's yeah. just gonna keep. You know, Duncan Robinson on one end, and like, I don't know. Yeah, if anything, his defense will be affected, but it won't yeah. be. I don't think it'll be too bad. Yeah, it's I the mean, co- you have the, Draymond Green covering up for everyone's mistakes. The cohesion on this team is yes. unmatched, dude. Everyone just fills each other's weak spots and accentuates the strong spots. It's just such a well-built team, and they do need a couple more pieces, though. Like, but they have the number two pick. They have the number two pick. Yes, uh, they do I have don't know, the number two pick. I don't know much about the draft. Two names that I have heard out are James Wiseman, super athletic center, um, with the potential to develop a jump shot. I don't think they go that direction. I think they like what they have in Marquise Chris, and then at the end of games, it's going to be Draymond at the five in the important games. So I don't think they'll invest such high capital there. And this so other guy named, 
There's other Lamello guys. Ball. Anthony. Anthony Ball. They're definitely not getting Lamelo Ball. <laughs> I, I, I do not want the Warriors to draft Lamelo yeah. Ball, and I don't think they do either. They don't want the. I was thinking. That. I was thinking of uh, this guy named Anthony Edwards. He's like a yeah, shoot, a like shooting that. guard. Uh, I don't know he is much projected. about him. He's projected to be the first pick, so we'll see. And I yeah. think Timberwolves need him, so he might not be available there. But so the point of this discussion is that I do think they will trade it, and I think they, I think the best course of action is to trade it for Ben Simmons with Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to get that in there again. That would be nice. Yeah, that'd be real I, cool. Uh, I mean the the Warriors have their their pick and whatever they decide to do with it, they're just going to be adding to an already good team. So outstanding team. Yeah, exactly. So so I, so I, I'm trying to think about who their like end of game lineup would be right now. So obviously Curry, Thompson, I guess Wiggins, Green, and then Looney. Then who else do you have? Looney. I mean, uh, not for small ball though. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And, and they always close Sambo. Like, uh, maybe Iggy will come back. I, I hope Iggy's Iggy not coming back. back, dude. Please, please, dude, bro, Andy. If Iggy wins a championship with Miami, which is very possible, it seems, I think he has a higher chance of coming back to the Warriors. But he'll be a shell come... of his former self, you know. Yeah, he's already. Yeah, looking no, that's yeah he already fantastic. isn't really doing anything on, yeah. on Miami right now. So, wait. So is the Warriors like um, supporting cast like? As good okay, as so before. Jordan Poole, right? Jordan Poole. Uh, Eric Pascal was yeah. just named, I think, all-rookie first team. Oh, nice. So he's pretty solid. Um, Mark, uh, you saw, yeah, Marquise Chris isn't going to like end the game, though. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think about their roster. Right I now. think that's what the so, Warriors are thinking about right now as well. They're, trying to, they're going to pick yeah. someone up with that trade exception. Maybe like a Zach Levine? I don't know. No, yeah. not Zach, Zach Levine. Levine. Zach Levine's defense is not good enough. And, and they don't need, like, another one of those guys. Honestly, like, I, I think you need someone in the Iguodala, um type role in which they don't need the ball in their hands because the offense will be created uh, through cuts and then Curry and Thompson just draining threes. Um, so, so they need someone who can play defense and just maybe be a veteran presence or, like, just... just um, I think this team does not way. need a veteran presence. This team yeah. has been uh, through everything. That's fair. But it doesn't hurt. It doesn't yeah, hurt. It doesn't yeah, it hurt. Hurts. Yeah. Uh, I think this. This. I think the Warriors are a lock for the Western Conference Finals next year. I don't know uh, if that's a good prediction a or not. Barring injury. Barring injury. Barring injury. Dude, there's honestly not, the problem is this Western Conference has gotten a lot harder since. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, of course. Like, but it's the Warriors, dude. Yeah, okay. the Warriors. Just, I, I put I put the Warriors right up there. They're in that cream of the crop with the with Lakers the and the Clippers. And the yeah, and, and uh, I have full confidence that Curry and Clay and Steve Kerr and Draymond Green will put something together to beat the Clippers and face the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals next year. Mm. Yeah, imagine, I think we can be, imagine the treat that we would get of just seeing like one of those two teams, one of those three teams, just play two of the other teams. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fantastic basketball. That's so good. Dude, can you imagine the Warriors playing LeBron, dude? That's insane. Oh my god. Honestly, I think okay, personally I'd probably have a bias, but I don't think the Warriors will be able to stop AD in that series. Dude, Draymond Green bro, eats AD's lunch for, for breakfast. I, I was just about to say that, bro. <laughs> Every day AD brings his lunchbox into work and Draymond Green takes it out of the fridge and eats it for breakfast. 
Draymond <laughs> Green's been locking down AD like it's his uh, personal vendetta, and he does yeah, it every single real. time. AD just I mean, wants I, to like crawl into a hole and just hide every time Draymond Green is within like twenty feet of him. The, the okay, obviously really, the bigger problem yeah. is playing LeBron, which is a which is a, yeah. a whole nother which thing. clearly has been a problem in the past. As like speaking, like actually like actually thinking about the Warriors playing LeBron, I'm just thankful that you know we're gonna get some new blood in the finals. It's about time. I'm yeah. tired. I'm tired of the Warriors, Cavs, or the Warriors. Even as much as like the Warriors, you know. There's only so many storylines you can run with the Warriors again and again and again. Uh, I'm just really no. happy we got some uh, some new blood. Yeah, that new blood is called Tyler Hero. No, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I think okay. The Warriors, I think, have lost their control over the West. Um, this is definitely like with so many teams on the come up with you know the Mavericks, the Lakers, the Clippers. Um, well, yeah, I think no one has no one has any control of the West right now. Yeah, so that's the issue. But I mean, I'll, obviously, I would take LeBron over all these teams. But like, yeah, obviously, yeah. in a series, in a series, I would just you know. Yeah, and, I, I'm just saying like there's clear like no one has control, but I think there's clear tiers, and I think like Rohit said, the Warriors are in that top tier next yeah. year. Warriors, like Lakers, where they first, were. probably well, with the next team on our list, which is. Uh, the- the Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns, who are incapable of losing. This is yeah. a team that, mark my words, will go 82-0. <laughs> oh. if, if you I, actually... I mean, if the bubble is any indication, yeah. that must be the case, right? If we just if... extrapolate from the last eight games, I think I think they're going to be the greatest <laughs> team of all time. <laughs> the greatest team ever. Uh, I think uh-huh. if they, like, I don't know how legit this is, but there's, like, talks of maybe even playing next season in some sort of a closed environment. Not necessarily a bubble, but like no fans or anything. So that might be fun. Who knows how good the, the Suns will be. There. I don't want that. Please, Why, you don't want to see the Suns succeed, Andy? Is that it? He's just I, I would the ra- Warriors won't win their division because the Suns will. <laughs> <laughs> the Warriors, the Lakers, and the Suns in one division. It'd oh, no. It's over. Why don't, wait. I think you're just forgetting about the Kings. Why don't why don't divisions matter as much in the NBA as they do in the NFL? Because there's no divisional rivalry. Uh, the number of team playoff teams, I think, it's is, just based on the record. The divisions. I'm like, if you win your division, like, what does that? You, get? You, yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure that guarantees you a position. I, I think that ha- happened um, a couple years back with the Mavericks. I want to say, which no, like, like, I mean, for the teams that win their division, they probably were going to make it anyway. So, like, yeah, exactly. most of the time, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that was it doesn't matter too much. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean the Suns are interesting. I think Devin Booker, obviously a superstar in the making, if not already. Dude, we've been saying this for years, bro. Like every year, we're like, oh, Devin Booker's so superstar good. in the making. He's so yeah, good, yeah. dude. He, he is a superstar. He's a superstar. Unquestioned, yeah. Yeah. So, and, so I, I've been hearing rumblings that uh, rumblings. that uh, Carl Anthony Towns wants out. Yeah. And, um, I disagree. I, I mean, I, no first way. First of all, I'm, sur- I'm surprised because D'Lo just came to Minnesota and they're like yeah. good friends. So it's cap. But you, you know, the other part of the trio that they were talking about that would be Devin Booker and mm. like I, I don't think the Suns need a center. I think DeAndre Ayton is is good enough, but that would you, be you interesting. Hope he's good enough. He's the number one, dude. number one pick yeah. over yeah, Luka. True, true, true. Over yeah. Luca and Jaron Jackson. And Jaron Jackson, my man. But, Dude, imagine Luca and fucking um, Devin Booker, Booker. On the same team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd be crazy. 
Yeah, it'll, it'll, it's, it's always interesting, right? The Suns started off so strong this season, and you already know if they start off strong next season, storyline's about to be out of control. So uh, I was I was one of those believers in the early part of the season. I was like, you know, I I think the Suns are legit, and they just want to like well, book for Embiid, and the Suns run a monster two center lineup with Embiid and Aiden. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, this, that is the way to go. Aside, Booker on this on the Sixers would solve a lot of problems. But it would yeah, solve yeah. The yeah, problem of Devin Booker being on the Suns. That would, <laughs> that's that's no, like, that's we, yeah, I think with Booker the 76 would be really good because they have shooter, a guy who can like carry the ball and shoot, while Ben can like do whatever he wants after that point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's it's it's always fun to watch the Suns. So we'll we'll. Look out for them. Dude, when uh, you look at the West, there's so many teams that are just like, you have no idea what seating they're going to yeah, get, dude. Exactly. You got the Nuggets, you got the Jazz, I mean, you got the Mavs, the Trailblazers. Like, you forgot about the Grizzlies, my dude. The Grizzlies, dude, too much. The Suns. You forgot much. about the Pelicans. The Pelicans. I completely forgot about the Pelicans. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, literally, I think the, only teams that, the only teams that you can't really even rely on are the Kings and the, and Timberwolves. the, the Timberwolves. And even the wolves, you know, they got stars, and stars yeah. are what you need. So, yeah, good old Western Conference yeah. battle. Always, always being stacked. Yeah. All right, uh, you all got any final thoughts on this? Any final words on any teams? Nuggets in seven. Nuggets in seven, baby! I can't wait. I, I cannot wait, wait for that task. <laughs> this is the ideal situation. It would be enough if the Nuggets just win the next game, because the memes would be unreal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Cannot wait. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we got more NFL content coming out, and of course NBA. Whenever these conference finals wrap up, we will be there to discuss. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can check the link on Spotify. Uh, but other than that, we'll catch y'all in the next episode. See ya!